Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. When your coffee is freshly roasted and ethically sourced, it's music to your ears. Shake up the way you wake up at kingscoastcoffee.com. Welcome to episode 110 of Star Wars and Scotch. It's another week without Andor, and the depression is really starting to settle in. How are you, Tim? Wow, Kevin, I'm I'm okay. I'm doing all right. Um, it is very depressing coming home from the gym on a Wednesday and not having anything to to watch really but you know what really brightens up my day is it delicious a delicious king's cup of king's coast coffee that you could have got in this limited edition thermos yesterday that my wife didn't tell me she requested one from wayne and wayne sent it to her and said to danielle only from wayne and abby and, i don't get uh, anything from our company my wife had to ask wife i, I they wouldn't have sent it if i asked I'll talk it. I'll talk to you about this later. <laughs> Anyways, head on over to kingscoastcoffee.com and you can check out all of our holiday stuff going on. Right now we got the 12 days of, of King's Coast going on right now. There's a uh, very special thing going on on the 9th of December, which is two days from right now, or you might be listening to this right now. And it might be the 9th of December, uh, but a limited time run of Dr. Lupo and I's coffee roasts. They are going to be mixed together. Uh, the Dr. Lupo uh, Lifeline and the Darkness Blend will be mixed together for a limited time run. So head on over to kingscoastcoffee.com and pick up your bag of the Dr. Dark Loop 429 roast. How's it feel to have your beans mixed with his? I mean, people have been doing it for years in back alleys and dark corners. So I'm really happy that we can just, you know, come out and celebrate that Lupo and I mixed together. It's just a delicious cup of coffee. Yeah, I think I read some Tarkov fan fiction about that, too. There is there. Uh, yeah, I saw this big post and someone was like, I called this a year ago. You know, so it's just like people are excited for it. So it's neat. I'm, I'm all for it. You also head on there's, over to Lab 77. We got we got merch going on right now. There's uh there's a I just want to drink King's Coast and watch Timmy stream coffee mug and there's a darkness fortune that, and yeah. beanie yeah and they're all head? they're all being made it's my beanie kevin i love okay for the listeners if you guys don't know uh my wife is uh making merch 
out of our house and we have a merch company and uh, there's beanies now. She, she really wanted to make a beanie this year, Kevin. So she, she didn't make the beanie. She embroidered on the beanie. So, you know, we got embroidered beanies. We got coffee mugs now. So lab77.co. Hand sewn. <laughs> Handcrafted by me. <laughs> it's like back in the day when they thought you were up in New York bagging their coffee. They thought I was bagging like... the coffee, but I am actually now boxing up their merch. So, I mean, it's kind of come full circle. Yeah. And Ky- we got, uh, uh, I heard Kyler was telling me about uh, t-shirts yesterday too. What the hell did my son tell you about? Well, he because he, we have the t-shirts outside for the GCX folks. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So he was telling me about the t-shirts and putting them in packages. And I was like, oh. oh Child right. labor. Yeah, mm-hmm. He really good, likes man. it though. I mean, like you can't say no to a kid <laughs> that wants to work. You know, he's just like, dad, let me help. I'm like, okay, dude, sure. Yeah, get to work there, kiddo. You know, I, I, I now it has come full circle again, Kevin, you know, being a parent, I always thought my, my parents had me for child labor. Like I mm-hmm. swear to God, I thought that was the only reason why my parents had four of us was just so they didn't have to do chores around the house. Mm-hmm. And now I get it. Yeah. When the kid just actively wants to do it, you're just like, sure, kiddo, here you go. And then the, you know, yeah, my daughter loves to mop. So it's awesome. Right. Yeah. Here's some soap. Here's the water. Mommy will walk behind you. You mop down. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. And it works. Uh, so yeah. And also last but not least, GCX tickets are available. GCX event.com slash tickets. Uh, and, um, the holiday sale is coming up for tickets. So we don't know when they'll be discounted. If you buy any time from a month prior, so the month of July, uh, the prices do go up as well. So get them when there's a discount because there's not going to be many more chances to do that. Uh, and we'll see you in Orlando. We we've been actively planning as i daily fill tim's inbox up with cc's uh mm-hmm. and then he probably gets severe anxiety when he gets off stream going Every why did kevin email me 72 times i and think something's just, wrong when i see that many emails from kevin but then i realize just, it's okay just getting cc just for, just for visibility i like tim mm-hmm. to be in the loop Thanks. anyway star wars biggest news to come out was that of course we're going to record the day is it two days before or the day before the game awards um, meaning we will not be able to see the trailer for Jedi well, Survivor. We will get to see the trailer. But we won't be able to talk about it until next week. Uh, um, that's per the usual for us. I know. They always, like, apparently Wednesday morning, everything comes out Wednesday or Thursday from what yeah. I've learned in the Star Wars universe. Uh, so, okay. You do a quick a couple, react. Yeah, I'm sure we will. There's a couple things I wanted to put on here, though, on this, this Survivor. So, okay. the... The press image, which I'm assuming is the cover of the game, perhaps. Art, the yeah. planet. I've been Tatooine. trying to figure it. Mm, there's green, Tim. Tatooine. There's green on the left. Plants, foliage, green. And it's like vistas. It's not. I'm, I'm going to throw something out there. I know I'm wrong, but you know me. I like to say it anyway. What if it's Korriban? Oh, fuck me. What if they're finally going to peel that layer back and be like, hey, we know you've been asking for this since we bought the damn IP. Calcast, this is going to Morban, Corbin. I don't think so. I don't either, because why? You what know what this looks purpose? like? You know, but you, know, you know what this looks like? I really didn't take a, a big look into the terrain um, or into the background. But what I see is very similar to the planet that we landed on at the beginning in the first one that first that oh, first the, big, Zeph, the, the first Zepho planet with the big frog yeah it kind of has that vibe Zepho. i don't remember what that planet was called but it definitely has like that vibe remember there was like a lot of like mesas and like you know you had to hop from place to place mm-hmm. could be that you know we could be going back there it would make sense to go back there there was so much like there was Bogato. So Bogato? Bogano. Bogano. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, Bogano. That's right. Bogano. I remember this. Yeah. What if we go back to Bogano? That'd be interesting. I mean, I, I, it, that makes more sense than Corbin. I mean, but this looks like Arizona. Right, but Car- that's what Corbin is a desert, much like Tatooine, but there is green on the planet. And I don't know. The sunset color is throwing me off. I know it's sunset, so that's probably so pretty. My- what do you think of Cal Kestis with a beard? I think it's an attempt to make him look, you know, a little bit older and a little bit more. Grown he looks up a little. He looks a little evil. 
The interesting part is if you look at the pre-purchase bonuses, he doesn't mm-hmm. have a beard in the pre-purchase bonuses. So it might be just a simple cosmetic thing that you could turn on and off. Yeah. So, I mean, like you see the mantis in the back. Yep. And then there's like this building to the, to that's off to the left. I, I really hope that with survivor, we lean more into like the Zeppo stuff. I hope we don't go like Korriban, like Sith. I really hope we lean more into like the story that they're trying to tell instead of trying to be all fan service. Cause there was a lot of questions that were left there could be An reasons answer. for him to like, go it, there, though. Yeah. For the because he has the four sense that well, he had the four sensitive list, um, and whatnot. So there could be reasons for him to go there. There could be knowledge that he needs to obtain an item, something. Um, so there there could be reasons for him to go there. Again, you just, I don't think that's. I it. think you just Ogano really like Korra, sense. man. It's my one of my favorite places in in Coder Swotor. Yeah, you know, I I watched a video on it yesterday about how to if you the three options with one of the the sith acolytes you, you throw a ban uh you can either redeem her um kill her or um convert her oh so and i was watching three up because every time i do it i end up killing her because if you remember the dialogue options in those games were so difficult to achieve so the long. outcome you wanted mm-hmm. so you end up getting frustrated like ah fuck it i'm gonna stab you with my lightsaber <laughs> That's how that's how my um uh oh crap hold on uh what's the other bioware game uh mass effect that's how my mass, mass effect, effect playthrough went for Same like thing. i went i went back and played the first mass effect a couple years ago and i got to the point where i was just like f it and i just started killing everybody and everyone in my playthrough i killed that i ran up against and that was the meme and so it's just like you you're right you do get to a point where you just you get so frustrated with the dialogue sequence that you're just like f it i just want to get quickly as i can through this and like that's why i think we won't get another we won't get like a re, uh, uh, a rehash of uh night's old republic like it has to be an updated it has to be something that flows like the cinematic like the the dialogue sequences have to be a almost like detroit becomes human like a super massive game or even like a um uh, whoever makes uh, Detroit Becomes Human, uh, can't, uh, Quantum Quantum Dreams, um, Quantum Dreams. So like it has to be like something that is cinematic and very visually appealing, but then you also have control and direction of of those segments as well. So you feel like you're actually like making the decisions, and your character really is your own. Um, yeah. Like that's what those games really bring to life. But then they also have, have like fun. They don't have like the fun action sequences that you would expect. So like if we could get like a really cool hybrid of Jedi Fallen Order or Jedi Survivor, and then like a super massive game, mix those two together. Oh my God. You would have just like the perfect Star Wars game. I think they're going to refine the dialogue in those games because it, you, you had paths and dialogue that you could take to get interesting outcomes, Easter eggs, things like that. I think they're going to bunch it up a little bit more, but make more branches like the mm-hmm. Quantic Dream or the Telltale games um, and kind of make it more like that, where it's like, okay, instead of three different options, there's 20 now. But, you know, the dialogue won't be as convoluted to get to those 20. Like, it's going to really be based on your decision and not having to just say certain things to get to a certain path, which 22 years ago made complete sense. Like, Mm. it wasn't, it just wasn't advanced. Now it's at a point where we want the lore, we want the dialogue, but we don't want to have to sit there and, you know, look up uh, the the Prima prima guides on how to Mm. get the outcome you want. Instead, it's like, I want to see, you know, your first playthrough always goes, I want to see what my answers would result in. That's how I play. And then right. and then I did this with Detroit. I did me. I did what I called the Terminator ending where I was like, just kill all humans. And then <laughs> I did like peace at all costs. So those yeah. are my three Detroit playthroughs. So I'll probably do something similar with with Knights um, and see see what you get. Other interesting thing about Survivor, Tim, that you've you noticed on the pre-purchases um you got the hermit cosmetic the scoundrel which looks a lot like han the rebel hero which looks like every rebel hero uh luke mostly uh but blasters tim blasters there's a combustion blaster set on the hermit collection and there's a dl44 blaster set on the dl44 yeah on the the um galactic hero sets does blaster combat yeah so that's that's really interesting I guess they're going to give you more options so that you can't, you can do more than just use your lightsaber. 
Because Kel Kestis, because uh, Kel isn't, he's, he's kind of like Ezra, you know, like where he was kind of trained in the force, but his master died and he was still really young. So he's self-taught. And um, who's the, who's the, the female that's with them? I can't think of her name, but anyways, she used to be a Jedi and she, and she did the, the, the cut myself off from the force ritual. And so she's not like, she's not connected to the force, but she still has all that training. So for her to teach him makes sense, but for him to like rely on tools and items that are like in his, his arsenal that is outside of a lightsaber makes complete sense. So for us to have like blaster options, that's really interesting. I wonder why they aren't leaning more into lightsaber combat and why they want to give him a blaster unless we're going to end up playing more than just Cal in this game. That's the only thing I could think of. It could be um, Siri, by the way, is her name. Uh, it could be some sort of Ezra hybrid combat, too, where you have blaster in one hand, lightsaber in the other. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. perhaps it's an option, like two lightsabers, one lightsaber, two blaster. That would be more like knights, though. Knights I wouldn't like could, that. Yeah, knights. Would no, be because it would be so. Dr- it would be so drastic. From hit. Wow, the rebel hero cosmetic is Luke from Episode Four at the end at the uh, at the ceremony, yeah. and then that's Han Solo from Episode Four. That's crazy. I'm I'm just now a- looking at it. That's Han's blaster. That's yeah. The, the DL forty four is Han's blaster. Um, the BD cosmetic looks like the hermit lightsaber R2. is the hermit lightsaber is Obi Wan's lightsaber. The yes. the rebel hero lightsaber definitely Luke's. looks like Luke's from Return of the Jedi. That's interesting. They're just they're just like just throwing those cosmetics. I don't know why they just didn't call it Luke Skywalker. <laughs> like what? It's funny they call it the rebel hero cosmetic and the scoundrel cosmetic. That's that's interesting. And then like the the astro. Uh, BD1 cosmetic is R2D2. Yep. That's so good, dude. It's fantastic. I love the Hermit cosmetic. It looks just like Obi-Wan. It's like a it's a mixture of Obi-Wan old and Obi-Wan new cuz he's got like the armor um bracers. Mm-hmm. Um but then he also has like the blaster goggles from the end when he was like, "Hello there." When he talks to iPad Luke. Um and so, like, yeah, it's, that's really, really good. Those are just little details that no one's really going to give a shit about unless you, like, really love Star Wars. And, and that's great. Like, this is, like, and it's, like, for some people, they're like, oh, this is cool. And then for other people, like, this is really neat. Like, I like that they threw in this level of detail. I wish, there was a colla- I wish there was a collector's edition, though. Like, I'm really bummed. That, again, another Jedi game that doesn't have a collector's edition. Well, there's a deluxe edition. But that's all cosmetic. You want it's like all cosmetics. Yeah, I want it. But this is this is very EA right now. Um, they did the same thing for Battlefield 2042. We tried so hard to convince them to do a physical collector's edition, and they're all just like, "What if we just give you more DLC stuff?" I'm like, I don't fucking care. I want to put it on my shelf. They don't get it. Yeah. So EA is very heavy in digital like collector stuff, and it's just like, okay. <laughs> Because it costs money to manufacture. I know. I know. This is this is nothing. This is just a couple of man hours that they like, you know, draw this up and texture it and shit. It's a lot easier than going through like R&D and making physical items. But a physical Jedi Survivor collector's edition would have been nice. How funny would it have been if the rugged BD cosmetic, the Han Solo one, was just like a furry chewy costume for BD. That'd be so cool. <laughs> Not going to lie. <laughs> If you're going to lean into it, at least lean into it. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, or if he would have had, like, Chewbacca's, like, um, his, like, sash, that'd be really cool. Just a little, just a little thing, like, hanging over him. That'd be neat. But I I do like the uh, Astro one. I'll say this. I I love the BD cosmetics. Everything else, I'm not really a fan of. I'm not. Yeah. I don't like a copy paste Mm -hmm. from other stuff into a new character and experience. I would rather find my own cosmetics in the world. Yep. Or do that stuff. So I'm hoping that this is just like Easter egg, have fun, and the stuff in the game is more geared to the story um, and things like that. So that's this, my this happens every hope. time though. Is like whenever the cosmetics and they're like get your deluxe edition, you'll get all these early things extra and blah 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 blah. And it's just like, but what happens when I get to the end game? All the shit that I find at end game should, in theory, be better than what I get at the beginning. So, yeah, I'm kind of like whatever. So game awards are tomorrow night. 
um and we are getting a gameplay trailer for survivor so um well action-packed gameplay is the exact quote from ea so i would assume it's a mix of cinematic and in in game or it's one of those cinematics where they put the little stamp at the beginning that says this was created you know using in-game footage um something along those lines uh do you have any specific expectations tim or are you just for survivors yeah I think, I mean, like, honestly, I don't know. Um, This has been so up and down as far as, like, the things that they give us. Um, They've kept this very, very close to the chest. You know, we've gotten our leaks. You know, the idea of, like, Starkiller becoming, like, canon and him being reintroduced. Um, That's really exciting. There's still a lot of there's still a lot of question marks. Like Jedi Jedi Fallen Order is still like one of my favorite Star Wars games that I've played in like in a long time, like in a really 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 long time. So I I have a lot of I have a I think the bar is already set really high. Um, so my expectation coming into this is just going to be a continuation of what I experienced in the first game, really, because like like it was such a it's such a good game. Like and it still holds up. The game's four years old. I went back and played it a few, uh, like two or three months ago, and I got all the way to the was it the third sister, the second sister, whoever the the big one is, the big fifth sister, whoever that 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 character is. Um, and I fought her and like on playing playing on Kashyyyk was just like so neat. Um, you know, like that that whole action sequence is just phenomenal. Um. There's just really not a bad moment in that game. It's just really, really fun. And it, it, it does, it itches a lot of different things. Um, you know, is that you've got like the dark soul style combat. You've got the, you've got amazing storytelling from respawn. Respawn knows how to tell a really damn good story. Um, they're very, very good storytellers. So you've yeah. got the act, you've got the action packed, the action packedness from respawn, just from what they're known for. You've got like dark soul style combat, which everyone loves. It's really hard to like find somebody who just doesn't like either openly love it or secretly love it. Like there's everybody finds like enjoyment in getting, just getting punched in the face re- repeatedly in a video game because it's like, it's that thing of like, man, if I play this on ultra hard and I beat it, it's so satisfying. Like that's the kind of things that I got from from Jedi Fallen Order, which was super fun. And then it just continued answering more lore questions. Like, just all these little pieces that they put in to the game was just super fun for me as, like, a super Star Wars fan. And I'm not even, like, there are people who know way more about Star Wars than I do, and I still, like, I think I, like, throw myself up there in, like, the top percent of, like, Star Wars fans. And so, like, it's, it's, it's just a good game. It's a great game. It's super fun. And so that's my expectation is a continuation and an increase of of where we go next because just like the first game blew my pants off and i'm just expected to have that times times 10 for the second one or or it's gonna flop you know it's just like that and that's how it is i don't think it's going to so that's why I, i feel like i can confidently say that like my expectation is is high to get another amazing blockbuster video game because the first one was so good and it's really hard to go from being like really really good to really really crap that quickly yeah. um you know especially like there's a lot riding on this game there's a lot of like i mean not just us. i mean there's a lot of people that are that are holding high expectations for this game so um that's that's where i'm at kevin is like i don't really want to like i don't want to ruin it for myself and say like all oh, these things are going to happen and then nothing comes to fruition um i'm just really excited just to play another lightsaber or like a a, a jedi combat focused video game because like that in of itself is super fun in a video game setting. I know we talk about like Andor and like how we say that like not having a force sensitive person or like not having a superhero is great. And I think from like a visual perspective, like from a storytelling perspective, it, things get very, very interesting when it's not, when the person isn't utilizing the force or a lightsaber to get to their end goal. But this type of character, I really like this type of like fallen Jedi. Um, you know, like we saw with, with Ezra. I think Ezra was of a more interesting character in the star wars universe because he wasn't like this all-knowing all-powerful jedi he he fell he you know he plays around the dark side a little bit he loses his master he like he goes through all of these things and he was a lot more relatable than like anakin or obi-wan you know they're just so high and mighty and and sometimes pious and then you've got like the more people like the the people like Ezra or Kel who have gone through like traumatic trauma of like watching or uh, order 66 happen in front of them. And like, or even like Ahsoka, Ahsoka is like kind of like the same way. So like I, I throw Kel and Ezra and even Ahsoka into like that same 
that same group of like really fun force sensitive characters that just aren't like the traditional like Luke Skywalker or Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is so it's a lot more enjoyable for me. I agree with everything you said. Um, <clears throat> I don't think it can fail. I think the worst case scenario is going to be like, ah, the story in one was better. I think that's our absolute worst case. Scenario. It's going to be so really. hard, though, because it feels like when from a story perspective, they barely scratch the surface. You, you introduce all of this shit. We go to Dathomir. We get that line opened up. We, we, we see the Zepho and we still like the only really big thing you see the Zepho is when you get to their burial chain, when you go to the mausoleum and you see his massive sarcophagus that you're like riding on top of, which is like really, really neat. But like from a storytelling perspective, we really didn't get to touch much on it. Like we know that they, we know that they're an ancient civilization. They, they have these puzzles that they use to open up doors and like all those things. They use the elements. So like they're more like in tune with the elements and things like that. But outside of that, we don't know much. And so it's like, how do you just like leave us at this door and you don't push us through that? So like, I would really, really hope that that is a main part of the storytelling. Yeah. And it's a trilogy. We know that as well. So mm -hmm. this is, this is kind of an in important piece. The, the second one, um, you know, if you look at traditional star Wars trilogies, empire strikes back, um, obviously the most successful one and most, I would say a large majority of Star Wars fans say that's their favorite movie. Mine's Jedi Empire. I, I like Jedi a lot more than Empire, but Empire's good. Um, you know, but Attack of the Clones was it's probably one of the worst. If I would say the second worst. Um, oh, Kevin. Then, what? You know what's weird about that, though, is everyone's like, I love Attack of the Clones. It's so good. It's like, no, you like the battle sequence at the end. Which isn't even that good, let's be honest. Which isn't it's, even all that good, awesome. But, but like... I'm telling you, that is what everybody that is the that is the scene that everybody loves when it comes to attack or attack of the clones. Because they're like, oh well, that's spawn, that's the start of Clone Wars, and I love yes. Clone Wars. And it's like, okay, you're right, yeah. But like if you look at everything else in that movie, it's ass. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the that movie's not even saved in the way the Phantom Menace is saved by Duel of the Fates. Duel of the Fates just it salvages <sighs> everything in Phantom Menace. But then you have Last Jedi. I like the end of Last Jedi. I think that is a great uh, part where Luke and, and um, Kylo face off. <clears throat> the, the, the main problem I have with The Last Jedi is Rose and, and Finn. That just, it was oh God, atrocious. I love the actress. I think she does a great job. I think her character, I think the writing were Nothing abused. wrong with her. The story yeah. was terrible. Yeah, She's dude. fine. I, I like People who are mean to her are just assholes. Um, so if you look at the way you build towards a third movie, I would say it's the same thing with the game. You know, and they had every intention to do this with the Knights of the Old Republic game, but instead of making a third one, they made an MMO, which people were like, well, why'd you do that? Mm -hmm. uh, so the second one's very important because it's going to lead into, you know, the culmination of the story and everything we've been building for. So while you see the first one was building, you know, where you don't have to build a universe. We know the universe, but you're building the story. The second one's going to be probably some pretty significant execution introduction of, you know, the characters that will play a role in, in the final part that we haven't met yet. So there is some significance, which makes sense if, if Starkiller is a part of this game. It makes complete yeah. sense as to why Starkiller would be, you know, in, in, the, in the game in the second uh, part of it. So we'll see. Um, you know, I don't really watch the Game Awards. It's just, I just I <laughs> everything, it I wanna, everything I want to see about the Game Awards ends uh, either get tagged in or I watch the trailers the next morning because, mm -hmm. um, you know, keep my mouth shut. But uh, <laughs> so it's it's uh it's it's gonna be good i think it i think tim and i are gonna be very excited when we come next week talk about it we'll you know we can do a reaction video on friday too um and get that out there as well but i think people are are gonna be excited for this supposedly it comes out in march that's the rumor and i'm sure we'll find out tomorrow night yeah we'll get a release um, date yeah so yeah jedi uh survivor trailer tomorrow game awards december 8th um and then we'll get a release date and uh see what do you think we'll get another eclipse trailer no. Oh. Mm -mm. Do you think we're going to get any other Star Wars games announcements, though? Maybe the announcement for the Ubisoft one. Oh, I keep on forgetting that's even a thing. Mm -hmm. Who else is making Star Wars games right now? Ubisoft, EA, Aspire lost but there. EA, but EA is like, so currently EA is not even working on, they were doing an Iron Man game. 
Like what's coming up next for uh, for EA right now? Like it respawn respawns technically like its own thing. Like respawn doesn't even like to consider themselves as EA. So like they they're their own thing. So respawns got that. Is Dice e- the same way too? Dice is essentially EA. like yeah. I mean like Dice is Dice essentially right now is just the company that creates Frostbite. So if, but if, we if don't know if they're it, working on Battlefront three. Oh no! Oh Kevin, no. No, no, that no, they will get they will get destroyed if they try doing that. The Switch mobile games doesn't come out, which was announced at like the beginning of la- of this year. It was supposed to be coming out in like March or something, like March or April. That was announced at Game Awards like two years ago. It was last year. Was it last? It year? was last year, and it was like it was like it's coming out in 2022, and we were constantly like, oh, that makes sense. They'll they'll say and play it now here at Star Wars Celebration or whatever, and that never happened. I have never forgiven the game awards for what they did to Fallen Order. Like never. That was the moment where I was like, this is what did they do to Fallen Order? Didn't they said it missed the cutoff in 2019 by a few days. And then it was too late for 2020. Yes. Look, it wouldn't have won either year, but it should have been in the conversation. Oh, agreed. And 100%. Because God of War won one year and Breath of the Wild won the year before. Mm -hmm. And Breath of the Wild... I still think Horizon deserved it over Breath of the Wild. We can argue about that till the cap. Oh, Horizon definitely should have beat out Breath of the Wild. Right, but that's that's very contentious. Like both games could easily deserve it. And then the 2020 was Red Dead. It wouldn't have beat Red Dead, and it wouldn't. Oh, have beat Red God Dead deserved that though. But that God was also God. that was God like Red Dead, and then Fortnite was the year before. Um, yeah, that was a weird time for gaming. Fortnite was 18 because it was. I remember saying, How did a game still in beta just one game? Of the year? Oh my god, that's right, Kevin. Because I went home the next day because they announced the 50 50. Holy crap, I forgot about that because I can't. Oh, I was there. It oh wow, man, time has flown, Kevin. We're old, yeah. Holy crap, dude, we are old. What a ride! What a, hey, we're still on this ride, buddy. What a ride! That's what I'm saying. What a ride so far, dude. Speaking of the ride, uh, the writers for Mando season three were revealed. Um, oh, are you ready? Yeah. Episode one, John Favreau. Episode oh, two, good. John Favreau. That's gonna. Episode fuck. three, Noah Clore and John. Who the Favreau. hell is that? We're gonna look him up right now. IMDb. He's a part of the crew now. Well, this 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 is writers, not directors. That's what I'm saying. He's part of the crew now. Uh, Noah Clore. Uh, Noah wrote on the book of Boba Fett. Nice. He wrote on other Mandalorian episodes. And he wrote a TV special called Alien Xmas. Nice, dude. I'm excited Uh, for those. Episode four, John Favreau and Dave Filoni. So that'll probably be an important episode because Dave only comes in on on either really fun Easter egg episodes or Mm -hmm. um, important. Episode five. Want to take a guess, Tim? No. John Favreau. Episode six. Want to take a guess again? No. John Favreau. Okay. Maybe the next one I'll get. Episode seven. Let me guess. Dave Filoni. And John Favreau. Damn. Okay, hold on. I'll, I'll get the next one. And episode eight. Is it John Favreau? You did it! Yay! So Filoni's in on two episodes. Noah Clore's writing one episode. John Favreau's doing every episode. So that's where we sit, which I'm fine with because that's pretty much been Mandalorian. So I mean, John Favreau knows what he's doing. So it's like between him I, and Dave, like I just I did learn uh, last week that the reason there's no Elf too is because John Favreau and Will Ferrell got into it. Yeah, apparently Will Ferrell and John Favreau don't like each other. You told me about mm-hmm. this. Go, yeah, go, yeah. What was the whole thing? There, like, it was, it was originally Jim Carrey was supposed to be in it. Originally, Jim Carrey was was Buddy, and then they recast to um, Will Ferrell, and then there was another writer, and then John came in, scrapped that script, and rewrote the whole script. I mean, he did a great job. So, I mean, like, I don't know why Will grumpy. But by this point, the budget and the timeline was stretched. So they went to New York City to film and there was all sorts of issues. Is that why it was so low budget? Yeah, that's exactly why it was so low budget. Um, And there was a time crunch and everyone was really, they said filming was extremely stressful. 
um and they got it done and they made one of uh, at this point it's a holiday classic in my opinion it is a holiday classic like you have to watch elf during yep, december i already watched i already watched it twice this this year Same. um so uh that's kind of uh uh the story which i found very interesting because i love will ferrell so and i love john favreau and yeah. the fact that they don't like each other makes my heart hurt a little bit yeah, that's hollywood so. i guess people don't yeah, talk no no they're hollywood is it's a Alt- very interesting place stabby stab very 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 when it, my old job was hollywood adjacent so i used to hear dirt on people and i'd be like oh okay i didn't know they slept with a prostitute that's nice could just go to a bar and say i'm so and so and probably save some money but whatever works yeah uh but uh yeah so mando season three writers not much news to report there is it just kind of like looks good it's coming out Fun. in march right so i mean it's gonna be right around the same time as jedi survivor so oh man march is gonna be packed for us it's be wild dude oh my gosh oh my gosh hey we're gonna take a quick break uh we're gonna pay some bills with some ads and tim and i will be right back we're gonna talk about solo the interesting news there acolyte and a little bit of andor before we get out of here so tim and i'll be right back with more star wars and scotch in just a minute as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And we're back. Thank you for letting us pay the bills. Um, so John Kasdan, who co-wrote Solo, mm-hmm feels very strongly that Solo could have worked better as a series than a movie. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. I agree with that a thousand percent. Because think of the hijinks and the adventures that you could have sent Han and Chewie on. But we can say say that now because we've seen Solo, and then we've also seen what a fully flushed out Star Wars show looks like. The thought of a Star Wars show when Solo came out, what, four years ago, five years ago? Longer, yeah, it was like five years ago, right? Mm-hmm. The thought of a of a Star Wars TV show was so far outside our realm of reality; it was it's not even funny. They were like, "Oh, there's no way in hell we could get a, a, a an eight to twelve episode Star Wars show." But now, now seeing it, like how Cassian gets so flushed out, Kevin, and just like how great look, Cassian Andor's up for awards now. Like yeah, right. you didn't, oh my god. But could you imagine if we got a fully flushed out solo show within the confines of what they used for that movie? Like the train, that train heist would have been so much better. The, the, the fucking Kessel run. Oh my God. It would have been so awesome. So yeah, I agree. I think like, even if they were to go back and flush out, like kind of like how they've done with rogue one and they gave Andor his own show. Like if they were to give Solo his own show, bring all the actors back and do that, oh my God, you could flash out the whole Kira storyline. Um, you could bring Maul back. Oh, Kevin. Oh my God. Could have left Woody Harrelson's character alive longer. Yeah. You oh and um uh who's his who, what's his nuts with the yacht? Uh uh can't think of his name right now. Dro- Drago. Oh. Um uh you know what I'm talking about. I the, know exactly what you're talking about. We could do a whole thing about him. You know, you you paid all this money to have Daenerys Targaryen be in it. You could have stretched that out. They have to bring her back at some point. If they don't flush out Kira's storyline, I'm going to be upset. Dryden Voss. Dryden Voss. I was I knew I started the D. You also could have really do- dove into Enfy's story in the beginning of the rebellion. Um, 
because she again she's another at the end yeah yeah and uh-huh. you know she's another marvel crossover actor as most of that's what disney does uh so she's used to working on a show because she was on falcon and winter soldier she was yeah she was awesome yeah. she was the bad guy so i i, I feel like could have had some fun with with that and but i mean like the budgets and, and stuff were in place magic. so like i get it but man, like, what if they went back and just completely and just like did a solo show? I think I think people would eat it up. It would then and then people would go back and watch the movie. I guarantee I guarantee you Rogue One has, has seen an uptick in streams. I guarantee you people have gone back and watched a lot of Rogue One lately. I, w- I would I I like Alden Ironreich as Han Solo. He, I think he's a the- great solo. It's the one actor that I was I, I haven't had an issue with replacing the original actor with someone new, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, let me no, that's a lie because I also love Donald Glover as Lando. Um, so, like, what what if that's the Lando show? What if it's yeah. just the two of them and so, Chewie? Like, so here's my problem with this, and I think and I think what's going to happen is we aren't going to get a solo show because of no. what they're doing at ILM. Have you seen the Indiana Jones trailer? I did, and did you, you know, see like, all of the flashbacks to young Harrison Ford that looks like he I, came right out of fucking Star Wars? I did. I like did. nineteen nineteen eighty one Harrison Ford looks really real. Mm-hmm. I was a couple of times when I, I watched on my phone, and I'm looking at, it, I'm like, oh, this is neat. And then I saw the scene where he like breaks into the train. I was like, that's young Harrison Ford. I was like, I don't remember this scene. I thought they took it from the movie. But they took it from an old Indiana Jones movie. It's like, no, that's a new shot. Yeah. So, like, and, and here's the whole thing. And we keep coming back to this. We talked about it a lot during Boba Fett, you know, when we saw Luke. We know that they've used, we've, they've used Mark Hamill as the body double. And then, or they've also used, like, Sebastian Stan. And they've put them, like, in place, you know. And then they've done the whole, like, digital, you know, masking and everything that they've done. They've gotten really good at it. I mean, you can tell from where we were at Mando Season 2. Sorry, Mando season one, all the way at the end of season one, all the way to now. No, it was season two. Season two, when we saw Luke's face. Season two, to the end of to to now, ILM has in, has has increased their their performance and overall just like quality output a hundred times. And it all started by hiring that one kid from YouTube, which was just insane. Um, how like one person showcasing how they can do it better to completely just exponentially shot that that level of production through the roof and so i don't think we're gonna see a um another actor come in and play a a uh, an iconic character like that i think i think going for it as much as i love donald glover as lando calrissian i think they're gonna try to find ways of utilizing young danny glover as no wait that's wrong um uh who plays? Who plays? Um, there's too many names now, Kevin, in my head. Who plays freaking Lando? Uh, Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Williams. If we have young Billy D. come in and and be that character again, or bring in, you know, Harrison Ford, or like we did, we saw with Tarkin or Leia, you know, like they. I think that's the direction they want to go, and so we won't see a solo show unless it's completely done that way. And I don't think people are gonna bite into that. I. If it's a if it's a flashback like we saw in Indiana Jones, or it's a cameo like Rogue One when we see Tarkin, I think or Luke, I think the technology is fine. If you're gonna make a whole series or something like that, I feel like you have to just recast the person and bite the bullet and move forward. And like we've seen, we've seen success with both. So I think it has pre Disney Plus though. Remember success pre Disney Plus, and now we have success post Disney Plus. And so where's right. your where's your highest return? Think how long it would take them to make an entire series where they use that technology. I don't know, Kevin. Shit's getting kind of weird as far as like how fast you can streamline this stuff. The loot, if you read up on the Luke stuff, it took them months, months just to get the face where they wanted it. And it's still some guy on the internet did it better than them. But that's the whole thing though, is that some one person one person with the knowledge set and the ability to do it could can do an entire team's work. And so like, that's the thing though, is like in a couple years, the, the, the idea of a dead actor, actress, older 
actor or actress coming in like and having their young self put into a screenshot into into a movie or into a show that's going to be a very normal thing in the next 10 years and people won't bat an eye to it because they're a character they're a character that gets to live on for forever now and why would you why wouldn't you for a, from a continuity standpoint why wouldn't you want to utilize those assets versus going out and getting new assets like if you can if you can ai modulate voices like we see with darth vader right cuz cuz now he can't do it and then now we're seeing like indiana jones and we're seeing young harrison ford come back what's to say in 5 years we don't have a completely ai driven show that is doing the dialogue is doing the voices and it's doing the young faces and all you have is body doubles and then people actually like talking out the lines and then they just they just come back over and dub it like that's where i, I mean, think that's where i think star wars when it comes to these types of shows because the amount of people that threw a fit i don't think he looks like this i don't think he looks like this. like i think they want to get away from that and they want to make sure they never hear that bitch fest again and they're like here you don't like the way that this new han solo looks here have the old one That's that. That's just from a continuity standpoint in the way that they're going. I think that's the way they're going to go. Mm. We're in that. We're in that world now, Kevin. Like, and it's kind of scary to think about, but I think that's where we're going. Exactly. Look at Twitch streamers now, dude. When they're doing all their freaking mocaps, and, and it's just one person in a in a room with a camera and a mocap suit and some programs running. I mean, like people are doing it in their house. The guy, because I've been playing WoW again because of the expansion, and um, the guy, there's an add-on for WoW called Tomcat. Remember the Tomcat GPSs? So it's essentially an in-game GPS with coordinates and all yeah, that yeah, stuff, yeah. Uh-huh. stuff. So the developer streams on Twitch. I found him in the directory. Uh-huh. He uses the, um, I, don't, I don't know what it's called, whatever that masking technology is, and he is literally a cat. He is the Tomcat. He's using like face cam. <laughs> Yeah, he's using the yeah. face cam rig or whatever it is, and he's a black cat, the tomcat, and it's just I tune in, and I'm sometimes he's playing, sometimes he's actually writing code for the app and stuff, and I'm just like, man, this is just. I remember when when that first hit, because when you're on Twitch, you you know you kind of stick to what you know and what you do. You do the same thing on Facebook because you're so established. But I will never forget when the face rig stuff first blew up. I was on Mixer at the time, and I turned on Mixer that like the night that it really started to go. And all I saw was just face rig, face rig, face rig. Because oh, everybody yeah, was dude. trying it was, the new yeah, thing. Yeah, it was free. You could just try it. Yeah. And uh-huh. everyone was trying the new thing to try and be the the one that caught on. Because that's all it is when it comes to this stuff. You know, new streaming platform pops up yesterday. Like, everyone runs over there. Guys, guys, um, guys thing was like f- number one WoW streamer on 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 Kick. Uh, which he, he was. So, <laughs> you know, it's just it's just interesting knowing that and how easy it was to adapt to that so it does support your argument of you know this could be the future yeah there's something though about a practical a performance oh i agree with you 100 percent. you know maybe it is the masking but you know it's it's um it's childish gambino underneath and uh uh that's you know he's still playing it but it is billy d williams and so you know we we don't know we don't because it was luke in mandalorian that that was mark hamill so you know also like he's i mean and mark's a bigger guy um so seeing him like in his jedi outfit like older and and bigger uh Mm -hmm. was really interesting because it definitely looked like he didn't fit in it but then when you see him in mando like the character model is completely like slendered out but they used him as references they wanted to see how does mark hamill do it right and it's all so they had to get him in character you get him in character you make him become luke and he was luke he owned it and that's so cool. They were literally able to just like completely change the way he looked in those shots. So it was cool. Uh, yeah, no, that, that <laughs> you couldn't get um, uh, Harrison Ford to play it now because <laughs> oh, no. uh, he also just hey, like, I don't think he really loves it, to be honest. I think he's like, damn theme song follows me everywhere. <laughs> Uh, that was that was the Indiana Jones was one. The Indiana Jones, I know, but I'm saying like I feel like he's like that with his other stuff too. Where he's just like, ah, his damn Star he, Wars theme song. Why does he keep acting then? Um, his money. So, uh, acolyte cast Margarita Lavivia, Lavivia, Lavavia. 
Uh, she was in Adventureland, Lincoln Lawyer, and a few other movies. Um, so that's that's the latest casting on that. Not no real big update there because they keep releasing who they're uh, casting, but I believe they're filming already. So you know, I'm yes. sure we're gonna find out more along the way. And uh, the last bit we have before Tim and I run out of here for the day is what Tim mentioned earlier that Andor is nominated for Critic Choice Awards. Uh, best drama series and Diego Luna is nominated for best actor in a drama series. So uh, I have a feeling the, the buck will not stop there when it comes to awards. Uh, and hopefully we see um, and or clean up uh, and hopefully that puts attention on it because that show deserves to be watched by everyone. Every, I think now mm -hmm. that it's done, I'm going to sit down with Danielle and, and make her watch it. Cause I think she will enjoy the spy aspect of it. I just wanted to go the journey first and make sure that it was something she'd, give a shit about so yeah i think she'll enjoy it but uh yeah that that's it for this week it. i know it's a little bit shorter but um oh we'll talk about convergence next week i have thoughts on that um i'm about have you started listening to in, it five hours yeah. in so i have about 10 hours left um and uh we'll talk about convergence next week uh obviously tim and i are, won't be done with it for probably another at least two or three more weeks but We'll, we'll uh, give our first impressions um, and we'll dive into uh, some other stuff. We do have the Rare Drop Roundtable coming up. Uh, it should be out. Uh, make sure you stay posted to my socials, Tim's socials, and Star Wars and Scotch, which is at Star Wars and Scotch, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and all of the other social places. You can follow Tim at b.gg slash darkness429. Uh, not playing Callista Protocol, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> not playing Callisto Protocol. We're gonna try to get a new can Call of Duty today, and then uh, what's the, we got? We got new games coming next week. So uh, high on life, high on life next week. So we'll be playing them. All righty. Well, and uh, I'm Kevin Kevin X Vision on Twitter, uh, KMagic101 on Instagram, uh, and again, follow Star Wars and Scotch, rate, review, subscribe, do all the things. We'll see you next week for episode one 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 of Star Wars Ooh, and Scotch. I like that. You all have a fantastic week, and we will see you then. May the Force be with you always as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming i wish i had used indeed if you need to hire you need indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.